0: Welcome to the Listen Money Matters podcast, where there's always money in the banana stand. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, the podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here uh, in person again with Andrew Fiebert. How are you? Sir.
1: Dude, I'm great. I, all I could say is that ibuprofen this morning really mattered. That was important because yeah.
0: I just drank more to get rid of the hangover and it hasn't been helping.
1: I, I actually don't know how I was able to sustain that level of drinking for so long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you're here in
0: New Jersey at my place, even though you also live in New Jersey, but South Jersey. right? And last night we spent the entire night in Philadelphia. True that. Got a hotel room got weird basically just yeah drank, drank our faces <laughs> off and toured the city and you know fancy them.
1: cocktails fancy beers
0: yeah it was good man yeah we drank a lot we went to a karaoke like a like a karaoke bar in Chinatown that was weird it was weird and what else did we do we tried to go to a uh, we went to a um what was it hmm. like a brewery the yards yeah, we went yeah. To the yards early yeah we went to the yards we went to a beer garden that was fun that was pretty cool. Um, we went to, God, a couple other places after that. Got some more beers. And then we ended up like. Barcade. Barcade. Yeah, that was cool. It was like old arcade games. And uh, we didn't actually play, but. They had Gauntlet 2 in there. I was,
1: I had to control myself to not play See, it. I
0: don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> the wizard needs food badly. <laughs> don't even know what you're saying. Not even remotely familiar with that. But there's, then we went, uh, we went to another brewery. Uh, I don't even know if you knew it was a brewery, but it was like that upstairs place and all those people were dressed like in the 20s, like the like Great Gatsby era people. Oh, that was well, That bre- was a brewery. That was a brewery, yeah. That place was awesome. Yeah, they make their all their own beers there. And I we got this uh, there was they were, they were doing some sort of event for Alex's Lemonade Stand and I they, they gave me a pin.
1: And I didn't know what Alex's Lemonade Stand was before you yeah, told me.
0: Basically selling lemonade to help kids with cancer and stuff. So They were good people. Good people. Uh so yeah, we 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 did a lot of things uh, last night, and it's Sunday, and this uh, podcast is going to go out on Monday, uh, and I am taking it to the wire right here. <laughs> yeah, I am exhausted after last night, but we do need to talk about um, – we, we published a post last week that took me – Forever to create, but you not so much. It took you very, you were, you basically knocked it out in like a day. Yeah. You wrote uh, you a lot. You made ridiculous illustrations though. I spent a lot the, of time the, on with the those. likeness
1: of arrested development.
0: Yeah. So, um, this episode, we're going to talk about how stocks and bonds and funds work, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last podcast we did, which was an hour long, uh, I don't think we're going to go a full hour on this one, but we basically did, um, an introduction to investing and we just basically to help people get over the fear of investing, get started with companies like Betterment, which is something I just did. We talked about the investor commandments, like all the things you should follow, um, which was really helpful because even like we, even though we came up with it together, like a lot of that stuff is, it helped me to like appreciate investing a little bit more and not to be the guy that wants to make money fast. Um, and this, uh, and the next thing we did was, uh, I want to know how a stock, is born. Like that was my question. Like how <laughs> where do stocks come from? And are what 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 are they? Well when a man loves a woman <laughs> <laughs> the birds and the bees. <laughs> so and so basically we were talking over Skype and you were explaining it to me and you were using um my favorite show, which is Arrested Development. And if you don't know what Arrested Development is, um Netflix, please watch all four seasons. It's like the most brilliantly crafted sitcom ever to exist in the history it's of... It's hilarious. Life. It's great. And <clears throat> so it's my favorite show, and Andrew's um, sitting there ex- describing it to me like using characters in the show, which allowed me to understand it. And I said, hey, why don't we just make graphics to represent this, since you're explaining it in a way I understand. So that's where we came up with the rest of the development stuff. So and, everything is
1: framed in terms of Blue's frozen banana stand.
0: Right. And if you're familiar with the show, you will know... Uh, what that means, but yeah, basically, um, the banana stand, which is like the the family's like, I guess their only like successful company, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we basically say like, okay, well, if you own a banana stand and 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 there's partners and there's you know how a stock is even created, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about stocks first. So cool. Um, tell me, like seriously, like how. Like, where do stocks come from? How do they manifest?
1: So um, you have a company, uh-huh. you know, like Swim University or something like that. And you you want to expand the company. You want just money, whatever. And at this current moment, you're 100% owner. And you're like, hey, um, let me sell pieces of the company to other people. I can get money. The company can get some money to expand, whatever. And that's like the, the core of why they exist and what they are. It's just literally a doc, like a thing like it's like you're uh, when you graduate high school and you get your certificate, like you graduated. It's just a piece of paper like that. That's like you have one share of stock.
0: So you are an owner.
1: You are an owner. Now, like you get one share of stock and a company could have a million shares, like a billion shares or like a hundred shares, you know, so the share of stock doesn't represent how much ownership you have it just means you have one share and then you'd have to know how many
0: uh know. total there are yeah so like i like that that's my i guess what confuses me is what says a company needs to have a billion like could, could a small company have a billion
1: shares yeah absolutely Think think of it like this. So um, you have 100 shares. That means at most – well, you know, people can own fractional shares, but hypothetically only 100 people could own pieces of the company.
0: If the the company only issued 100 shares.
1: Right. And what happens is also is like – so say you have your company, you have 100 shares, and you own all of it, and your brother owns like one share or Uh something. And you're like, I want to sell more shares. So I
0: own 99 shares. He owns one share.
1: Right. Okay. And you want to sell more shares? Um, what you could do is you could split the stock, you know, two to one. So now you have whatever ninety nine times two is, because okay. all of your shares double. He has two shares, and then you could sell from your existing. So you basically. Um, but who's who decides that when the who decides it? That- so like, the shareholders decide. So as like a group, like you all, basically vote on it as a shareholder. Okay, but I but understand. here's the thing: is like your brother could have 49 shares, you have 51, so you have majority ownership, mm-hmm. and you could uh, split his stock, now you could like basically dilute him, and he can't help it because you because own. I own most of it. Yeah. So the way that what happens is like the it's company, democracy, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, democracy. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's company, like, you now have 51 shares and you have employees and you want to give them a share of the company and you don't want to lose any of your value, so you dilute your brother. And, you know, right. that's in a just how it works, uh, but it's very rare that someone will own 51% and be able to, like, screw everyone else.
0: Hmm. Okay. Facebook set up like
1: that. So, yeah, all
0: right, so let's use Facebook as an, exam- as an example. example. That, is,
1: one, that is, one's even more complicated.
0: Why is that so? Well, okay. So like, first of all, um, Facebook was a private
1: company, I guess, for a while. So it was private. And you know, there was like venture capitalists and they'd come and they would give him money directly for private ownership. Uh-huh. And then when they go public, that's like usually when everyone makes a lot of money and the and that frothy. Was,
0: yeah, that was the IPO announcement, exactly. right? Which stands for initial public offering, which right. is like, hey, we're a now publicly traded company. We're going to be on the stock market now. Yeah. Right. So now these now it's open up instead of just venture capitalists who have a ton of money and just, you know, want to invest in one company, now even like your I, mom or yeah, something, right? You know. Even I can like buy one little piece of ownership. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I can vote, I guess.
1: Yeah. And and that's the interesting thing with uh Facebook shares is because Mark Zuckerberg in his true dickish form mm-hmm. um he set it up in such a way that I think it was like, there's there's two tiers of stocks, and he owns the tier that basically can vote and make decisions, Uh. and the one that you buy, or the one that most people will buy, is the one that Can't vote or make decisions. So basically, Mark Zuckerberg's like, "Hey, um, I'm going to give you these shares. Um, Give me money. You're not going to be able to use them for any of their purpose. You know, but um, give me money. Like,
0: I need money, but I don't want your input.
1: Yeah. So in in case you had any doubt where his um objectives are, like what he's concerned with, right? That that made it clear. Okay. So this is something like, but
0: again, like. When when a Facebook first came about, who was the person that said, uh, "We're gonna have like, did they just pull a number out of their ass, like a um, hundred shares for the company?" And so then, I mean,
1: like, what they, what happens is I think I think Morgan Stanley did it for them. It was either Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch brought them public. Okay, and basically they they go to the bank. They're like, "Hey, um, we need to get a mo- the most amount of money possible, right. and we don't want to do this shit. So figure it out, and we'll give you a cut." And that's so, so they bring Morgan Stanley on board. They have like a team of like 100 people, whatever. Mm-hmm. They calculate all the shit out. What do you think we can get out of every person in the IPO? Like, and obviously, you know, they launched high, it dipped right. because the, it was like a fucking trick or whatever. Um, and, but, uh, and the bankers calculated all that.
0: So I'm going to say like what, what determines of stock price? Like for an individual share, like initially, like how do they even come up with that number? So they they they, try
1: and calculate out like um, what the company would be worth. So based on its assets and its income and its whatever. So they do a giant audit of the company. Basically, they do a giant audit of the company because when the company goes public, everyone now can know everything about the company. So you can't like lie. And they basically try and calculate what is like the maximum sustainable price that people will pay cuz you know what like if the share prices could have launched at $20 and immediately go up to $30 they left a lot of money on the table that could have been theirs
0: i all right so they're actually like trying to sell this thing.
1: yeah so so the their goal is for them to maximize their money not for you to maximize your money so, so okay. a lot of IPOs, when they launch, they immediately go up because they're public and it's like fair. Facebook really wanted to get every dollar they could
0: uh-huh. out of us. So that's the other thing. Like, all right, let's say Facebook started with like, I don't know, 100,000 shares. And mm. they were, what, 20 bucks a piece, right? Mm. And that's to- – and, and I guess $20 times 100,000. Is the, basically what the company's worth, sort right. of, right? And that's how they determine that price. Mm-hmm. So, what happens if only, say, 50,000 shares are sold?
1: So the company just keeps the rest. The company just. The, so so they so all don't have a, to sell. Like, they don't have to sell all of them. Right. Like so. Figure it like this. Like, but right before they had the IPO, Mark Zuckerberg owns some stake in the company. Some venture capital company owns some stake, and the company itself likely has some stake. So when it goes IPO, it goes initial public offering. Right. Um. Basically, Mark Zuckerberg is selling some of his shares. Facebook mm. is selling some of theirs, and so it's a way for all of the people involved to cash out.
0: I see. So, but what happens if all one hundred thousand shares are sold? Can you can can a, can a stock be sold out? Um, so is there, is there, is there a possibility that I go to buy a Facebook share one day and I can't so, or, or I can't buy that many,
1: like I can only buy five. So, okay. Good question. And technically, yes, it is possible for it to sell out, but that'll never happen because imagine this, say you bought Facebook today for $30 mm-hmm. and an hour later it was selling for $60 and some dudes like Matt, if you give me six, I'll buy from you for $65 like you may say no, right. but there will be someone who says yes. Because
0: why not just double your money right? The then price that. is
1: right. So on the way up, on the way down, there will always be buyers and sellers. Just because it's a global market and there's like a hell of a lot of people.
0: That's it's a numbers game at that point. Yeah. So that's why it'll never be
1: sold out. Exactly. Yeah. Because there will always be. And what happens is like so. Say the stock is at you know twenty dollars, and like I want to buy some. And there's no one who wants to sell it to me for $20, then I just say 21. No Mm -hmm. one? 22. 25? 30. And you know, eventually, and that's how. Somebody will buy. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and that's how prices go up and down. Like the reason it goes up or down is because there's no one willing at the existing price.
0: So it is possible to go on to like Share Builder and go to buy Facebook stock and no one wants to. Like, well, I guess if you said like, hey, I want to buy eight shares of Facebook stock for a dollar a piece, who wants to sell it to me? And then you'll just
1: wait forever.
0: Yeah, everyone's going to be like, no, idiot. (laughs) Like, like we're not going to sell it to you at a loss because you just want it for a dollar. Yeah. So that's impossible. Yeah. Basically. I mean, there may be an idiot who does it, (laughs) but I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I guess there's power in numbers. But um, so, all right. So that's basically stocks, right? Mm hmm. Um, What then? Because there's. What's the difference between stocks and bonds? Because those are the two, like I'm now set up with Betterment mm. and i have so far, to be c- completely honest, I have lost money the entire time. Mm. I'm talking like 30 bucks at most. <laughs> so not terribly. And, and and you will argue, I'm technically, I didn't technically didn't lose any money. Right. Cause you didn't sell it. Right. I didn't sell it. Yeah. So it just, I just but the numbers in the negatives and yeah. it has been for a couple weeks. Um, but again, I haven't made much money in dividends, so like I haven't been able to. I haven't put more money in, so. Yeah. And I have it. I think I'm pretty risk uh, risky. I think I'm at like 90% stocks. I yeah. I hope you're yeah. You should be. yeah. So I have 90% stocks and 10% bonds. So what's the difference? And and so basically now we know what a stock is and how it's created and right. what it does. I guess. And we can go into more detail, or you can read the article.
1: So I just want to say, um, first, the article that we released last week, which I'm going to pull up right now as I talk really slowly to buy myself I time. I will,
0: I will mention that I will link to this in the in the show notes. So and and
1: actually, to the, so the article that we're talking about now, an "Illustrated Guide to Investment Types," and like literally the first paragraph of the article, I referenced the previous article, "An Introduction to Simple Investing," and I just want to comment on your betterment losing money mm-hmm. because like. That's just how it works. Right. And one of the things we talk about is closer to the end is like the investment cycle. I mean, like the debt cycle, blah, blah, blah. You just got to go long term.
0: Right, long term.
1: I just got to keep nailing that yeah, well, when you,
0: when you obsessively like, check it every single day, yeah, you're not going to be quite happy every single day. But then that one day you're going to be like, oh, I made like $400. <laughs> and exactly. you're going to be
1: like, great. And then like, next year you're be like, oh, man, I lost like $300. But to answer your question about bonds, so while you can sell ownership in a company, stock, right, companies, just like people, also take on debt. So they, you know, the shoe factory wants to open up another factory and they don't have any cash, right? They could sell stock. Or, you know, if that's not an option because the shareholders won't allow it or whatever the yeah. reason, they take on debt. And the these companies are so big, they can't go like, hey, Merrill Lynch, we just want to borrow $32 billion. Merrill Lynch is like, first of all,
0: no, fuck you. <laughs> right. like,
1: we, like No, and it's, it's too much risk. And they're like, we don't have $32 billion to right. give you, you know. So um, because it's too risky for one person and blah, blah, blah. They um, like they do an IPO, they do a bond offering and, like, hey guys, we're trying to raise $32 billion. And this is what, you know, a, a single, so if you give us $100, we will give you 8% every year until we pay off the bond. And All right, that... so you, as an investor, you'd be like, you'd be interested in that 8%,
0: the yield. So, okay, um, let me try to put it this way. So if they want it thirty-two billion dollars, they offer let's say a hundred bonds that equal that each equal up to the amount of thirty-two billion dollars or whatever.
1: Right, that would be like three point two billion dollars a, yeah, a bond. Yeah,
0: right. which is insane,
1: or right. less than that. But anyways, yeah,
0: math's not our strong suit. No, just no, money. No.
1: You you yeah use a calculator figure it <laughs> so, out. So
0: <laughs> so basically, um, they they issue these like. These are also pieces of paper as well. Like, I guess, like a stock as a certificate.
1: Yeah. Bond is also.
0: I mean, I've gotten bonds when I was a kid that I was supposed to use for college, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but I ended up just like cashing them in and whatever. I think, like, what is it? So, like, I'm just trying to think of it small term real quick. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I, like, my, my grandmother would buy a bond for me, right. you know, that I would, that I could use, you know, for college, I guess, whatever. Right. Um, so she would pay. Twenty five dollars for a fifty dollar bond, right?
1: So she would pay twenty five dollars for a twenty five dollar bond. Oh, okay. And um, I mean, but it is also possible to buy a bond for cheaper than it is, or you know, so say your company, you know, uh, uh puts a bond out for you know a hundred thousand dollars, like the blue banana stand in mm-hmm. our example, and um, one of the two banana stands lights on fire, then everyone looking at the bonds. Are like you know what? It is now less likely that they'll be able to pay back the bonds because they lost half of their business. So the bonds then become cheaper. So technically, the yield is then higher because people don't want it because it's riskier. But uh, but okay. Or or say in reverse, you the blue banana stand is doing so effing good that. Um, everyone wants it so more it gets overbought price goes up yield goes down
0: all right but in the small term like my grandmother buys a $25 bond from the bank mm-hmm. right she gives it to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so could i could could i immediately cash that bond in for 25 bucks
1: you could sell it on the open market for probably yeah
0: but you right. could probably sell it for yeah so but if i wait and let the bond quote unquote mature mm-hmm. then i can cash it in for much more
1: so say the bond lasts for five years. And oh, the so there's yield a term is, to it. Yeah, so there's a term, and say the yield is 8%. <coughs> and then let's just say the bond is $100, Okay, it's an easy number. So right. every year, for those five years, you will make $8. You will get like basically just like a check. I mean, like you'll get cash for $8 every year. And on the fifth year, when it matures and the bond is done, then you will get your $100 back.
0: Plus all the money you've made over the... Yeah, minus. and
1: you, those were all things you made way back when. All right. So, so if I cash in a bond at the end of those five years, you basically it makes sense to hold it to maturity because the bulk of the money comes back at the end. So it's guaranteed interest. Like it's guaranteed, guaranteed
0: as long as the company is able to pay. Okay, so it's so so. The, I guess the biggest difference between a stock and a bond is when you when you buy a share in a company, like a stock in a company, mm. um, that price is going to fluctuate up and down. For the most part. And, and, you, and
1: the you, main way you profit from a stock, there are dividends, which we could talk But The main way you profit is to buy low, sell high. Right. Bond is more geared towards buy and hold Wait. and collect all your money. Right. So, so you really don't care if it goes up or down if so, you're holding
0: it. So why wouldn't somebody just put all their money into bonds to be safe?
1: So you would be super safe if you put all your money into bonds. And that's something that like people who are like 60 – do.
0: And if it's like eight percent yield, I mean, we and we say that the S and P five hundred is like you know
1: we, we did eight percent. Okay, so we always say eight, and that's because I'm crazy and I love the number eight. Okay, right? But um, I'm weird like that. But you're never gonna find something that yields eight percent. I mean, you oh. may, but it, it's very unlikely because it'll be very risky, like very, very, very risky. I got it's you. like literally me buying a bond in Ace Media. Hoping I don't like... Hoping that you, yeah, get off your couch and like do something. Right, right. So um, the reason you do it is because it's less risky. Uh, The reason you go into stocks and not bonds is because um, that's where all your growth will be. So 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 if you want to build wealth, you're going to get it mostly through stock.
0: Right. And having a little bit in bonds is like a little bit of like a cushion of safety.
1: Yeah. I guess. And you think about it like barring the company going bankrupt... You buy the bond and you already know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So there's like little downside and little upside. Whereas like if you know Tesla or say Apple was formed, right? Apple was formed and you're like this guy Steve Jobs is brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, and he only has a hundred shares in the company. You buy fifty for five dollars. Like the upside is ginormous because then it becomes a multi-billion conglomerate, whatever.
0: Yeah, and you, you just know, make a ton. Whereas if
1: you just bought his bonds you know, joke's kind of on you because you got none of the upside. You got exactly what you signed up for.
0: Got it. Makes sense. So, all right. To... Um, what are funds? And I know there's different kinds of funds and I do know what they are, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm asking you as if I don't know what they are when I'm lying. I do know what they are, but I don't know the specifics of each. So I know that funds are bundles of stocks and or bonds or either one or both or a mixture of both. Right. Right. So it's like I'm trying to think of it in like terms of like, I don't know, regular retail stuff. But you know, you can obviously buy uh, like individual pieces of gum mm-hmm. or you can buy an entire pack of gum. You know, with right. different flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, like a variety pack of oh, for beer. Why am I not thinking of it in beer? <laughs> so like I I look at you can buy and you can buy individual bottles of like dogfish head. Of like a specific like maybe like sixty minute IPA which I've had recently when I was in Florida and it's just a good beer. So anyway, but you could also buy like the Dogfish Variety Pack and get like a mixture of all kinds of stuff, and and it's cheaper because you're buying it in a in bulk. Right. Right. So do funds work in the same kind of way?
1: So not cheaper because you buy in bulk. Okay. But um, they're there for the variety and. Okay. When we say variety, like the trick word or whatever in investment is just diversity. Diversification, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's really important to diversify. So you buy into these funds and you get like baked in diversification.
0: It makes sense, like just the idea of, and I know like this is kind of like investing 101, but diversification makes sense. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know? Exactly.
1: And so if you look at how Betterment does it, and one of the reasons like we're fanatical about it is because you put your money into Betterment. Mm-hmm. which you could consider a fund. A right? giant
0: fund. Right. right. I
1: mean, they're they're technically not, but what happens, you put your money in there, then they take your money and they invest it in a couple stock funds and a couple bond funds and proportionate based on your risk level. Mm-hmm. So you're basically buying a bunch of funds and each fund has a ton of stuff inside it. So when you use Betterment, you're like uber super crazy diversified. Right. And you're investing in, um, like, the benchmark of the market. Okay. People always compare how well they do to the market indexes, and that's what's in betterment. So
0: there are uh, mutual funds, mm-hmm. index funds, life cycle funds, and is there a retirement funds one, or that's like a life cycle fund?
1: That's like a life cycle fund. Okay.
0: Um, so what's the difference between... I know. All right. The difference between a mutual fund and an index fund, and, and correct me if I'm wrong... Mm. Um is mutual- so. Um,
1: in a next fund is not a mutual fund; it's a exchange traded fund.
0: But uh, okay, so there are different. We know that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me see if I'm right. A mutual fund is uh, a fund of stocks and bonds that's mm-hmm. run by a group of people or one person or whoever, and they like determine what goes in the bond or what mm-hmm. goes in the fund. I'm sorry. Right. Um, and they have fees because you need to pay these people to do this job. Exactly. To buy and sell within the fund. Mm -hmm. But index funds, the difference between the two are one. And I, again, if I'm wrong, mutual funds are controlled by humans, by like, you know, guys, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in suits and index funds are controlled by computers.
1: For the most part. Yes.
0: And it's, it's the main reason why mutual funds are more expensive because it requires more money to manage because there's, human beings' salaries involved, whereas index funds, those fees are generally lower because it's run by a computer. Yeah. Is that right? For, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And so why would you ever go with a mutual fund over an index fund?
1: So um, you you may say, for example... Matt Giovannisi has a mutual fund, and he is like the prodigy of the stock market. And so you're almost kind of investing in him or his company. So and if Warren
0: Buffett had a mutual fund, you would probably be one of them. He
1: does. It's okay. called Berkshire Hathaway. That's his company. His okay. company is like a giant mutual fund. Oh. He just buys other companies. He's, he invests through this vehicle, which is a corporation, and he does it for tax reasons and blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's basically what it is.
0: So, if you believed in Warren Buffett and his investing style and his investing style, you could just buy his mutual
1: funds. I mean, you'd buy Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. But yes.
0: Okay. And also, I think with mutual funds, you can buy it in genres. So, like, um, if you wanted to buy, like, let's say all tech companies or all, like, Herbalife companies. I don't know why I <laughs> thought of that, uh, or like you know, like all food companies or something. Right, you right. could buy in like the genre of things.
1: Oh, absolutely. Whereas index funds, you can't. No, so so you can as well, okay. and and it kind of the the differentiation. Like, so an index fund is is technically an ETF or an exchange traded fund. So the two types are like mutual fund and ETF, and it's it. It's very blurry, the differences, but I would go so far as to say mutual funds wished they were exchange traded funds. It's like the old style was mutual funds. And I got then it. when you say mutual fund or you say ETF, it's like a, a, a government sanctioned entity type. Like you could be an S corporation company or right. a LLC, you know, it's just. It's differentiated legally. Right. And um, for an investor, it is generally more beneficial to own ETFs in that they're cheaper.
0: They're cheaper because of fees. Because they're run by computers.
1: Taxes are less Mm -hmm. the way that they're managed and the fees are less.
0: So what's what's a life cycle fund then?
1: Life cycle fund is a really interesting type of ETF. Um, and, And I think there might be mutual funds like it as well. And basically what we say is like you go into Betterment. You go ninety percent stocks, ten percent bonds, and you know when you turn thirty-five, you go eighty-five percent, and as, as you get closer to sixty, you go more bonds. Life you're cycle getting older, fund, and you want to be safer. Exactly. So as you get older, you trade risk for uh, expected income. You know, because when you want to pull your money out, it's got to be there. Right. And um, life cycle fund basically does that for you. Like there's people behind the scenes who are shifting. So like you'll buy. Um van and I think this is the one that I give an example. It's like Vanguard life cycle twenty fifty. You know. And basically when you buy it says twenty fifty, it means like you expect to retire in the year twenty fifty. So they will taper it to match your working like
0: Okay, so they basically say when you start this when you buy this life cycle fund for the beginning of the term It's gonna
1: grow quickly because and it's, it's gonna going be a invested, riskier.
0: It's gonna be invested mostly in stocks over bonds. Correct. And then as you get older or as the time gets closer to two thousand and fifty, it's gonna to start to taper more towards bonds than it is towards stocks.
1: Right. And so, you and know, who,
0: like... Who controls that? Is there people controlling that, or is it, like, computer So, there's
1: companies. So, for example, I recommended Vanguard on the site because um, out of all the companies, they literally have, like, the lowest fees, like, point, like, 15%, 0.11%. So, it, and their performance is great. They're a highly respected company. Mm-hmm. So, I, I personally prefer their stuff. Um, and I forgot your question.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean... Actually, I forgot my question too. But no, Vanguard is uh, one that I read about. Uh, Ramit from uh, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, he recommends Vanguard. And are they the only ones that have Lifecycle? There's other ones, right? Oh, no, no. There's no, no. tons. Like okay. Fidelity
1: has them. And you know, I love Fidelity, but uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't want the fees. So. All right. So
0: um, if you were to – if let's say I'm going to invest in the stock market, which I mean I guess I technically have started with Betterment. But it's mm. I'm all index funds, right, with Betterment right, for the most part. Um, but I, let's say I want to fucking start investing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, what would you have me do Buy bonds, stocks, mutual funds,
1: um, light cycle funds, what should I buy so, those? Yeah. So you're young and I would say you should mostly buy stocks. Um, if you were say like 45, maybe you'd go half and half.
0: Can I just buy stocks in like mutual fund form? Like in funds instead yeah. of like buying individual ones?
1: Yeah, so I would say like you go out, you know, find things that interest you or that you know about, like like technology. Like yeah. I would be highly doubtful that technology will not be a big thing in the future.
0: And right, it is the future.
1: All right, it is the future. So if you look at you know the major players like Apple, whatever, yeah, you know, um, I I would personally and I am invested in these companies, um, but so individually.
0: I, individually. So I could find a mutual fund that invests in those types of companies. For
1: you and it proportions it, whatever. Like, I'm super nerd about investing so I want to go individually and, like, do the research. Yeah, sure. You know, but for you, like, you want to go technology, like, find a technology ETF. Vanguard probably has one.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Low fees. And just, like, are they all the same price or they fluctuate in price like stocks do?
1: So they fluctuate in price like stocks do because you think about it, like, say one share of Vanguard's technology thing has apple and microsoft and stuff underneath it as apple and microsoft go up the value of the etf will go up
0: mm. and vice versa it. so it, it's closely it. mapped to i got it um all right i mean so um what's a cd
1: A certificate of deposit and I, I thought you were gonna say
0: compact disc.
1: <laughs> what what is that? Com- yeah,
0: right. Compact disc. <laughs> you, you were making fun of me earlier because I was like, "What's the, what's that slit on the side of your computer?" I'm like, "Oh, that's where CDs go." You're like, "CDs? What? Are, what? What is this? What is a CD you mentioned?" I was like, "Yeah, I know." It's, it's okay, grandpa. you my, and Your CDs. I know my computer actually takes CD-ROM. So I put my Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. What is a what is a CD? And is it, and is it a form of investing?
1: um you know so it technically about? it is and you know i i don't personally consider it uh because i'm young and i want to actually make money mm-hmm. um but uh it's it's basically like a it works like a bond does right and only you make much less money than a bond
0: okay so it's like a term it's term right because like you can get like a five-year cd you put
1: like a $500 on a five-year CD, and at the end of that five years, you have like $550. So, so I, t- I say in in the previous article, I'm like, don't keep your money in savings account. Put it in an investment, and it grows like crazy, right? right. And the reason is because the bank takes your money, invests it, makes a lot of money, and gives you a little sliver. Yeah. Certificate deposit adds like 10% to that little sliver. Okay, it's And the certificate of deposit is through the bank. So they're still screwing you yeah. left, right, and whatever. It's just um, – they're pretending like they're doing it less.
0: Got it. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned uh, in the article real estate for a bit, mm. and it is an investment type.
1: We're going to go like super into yeah. detail and yeah. like we're going to dedicate like ridiculous posts to that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, and, and um, everyone out there who's listening, please, uh, you know what, you know what, find us uh, if you type in listenmoneymatters.com slash show. S H O W. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher. Um, we're probably in other places. I don't know. We probably should <laughs> focus a little bit more on getting our podcast in the more directories. We need to promote.
1: Hey, if you're a promoter and you're listening to this podcast, please contact
0: us. Yeah, please. Um, we might want to
1: hire you. <laughs> but yeah, you
0: know, check us out on uh, iTunes. And if you have questions uh, about real estate, because that's another like topic. Like, I really want to understand. The difference between a thirty-year, fifteen-year fix and a five-one arm. Like, I want to know like the ins and outs of that because if anyone's looking to buy a house, you know, in the future, like you should totally know this stuff. But um, we also are going to talk about uh, in the future uh, since we're kind of like been talking about investing um, re- in recent you mm. know weeks. Maybe we should
1: alternate months or something. So end of March we'll start. to we another- could.
0: Yeah. I mean, I but the, if, if the investing stuff interests me because it's like I want to know like.
1: I love that stuff. Like I, I can talk about it like all fucking day.
0: I dude. know, and I and I want to know like, should I be going with like, what the hell is E Trade? You know, like, mm. should I be going E Trade? Do I have to like, do I have to really look at their like metric system, like all oh, the shit they promote online or on on TV, like with the talking baby, and like, do I have to pay attention to that stuff? You know, I I, I had a ShareBuilder account because that's how I bought Sirius Satellite Radio stock, but like, I want to know like how to set up these you know the specifics on like how to go in and like do these things we're talking about. So we talked about um the average, you know, investor and in commandments that we you know we spoke about last week. This week is, you know, investment types and then we're going to go into like the specifics on how to actually invest in these things. Yeah. You know, and do it. Okay, long-term. so you know
1: that's that's what we could do this week. Yeah. So we'll we'll even we'll now we'll be committed because it's right already, now. Yeah, now it's yeah. recorded. Yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> so so now, now I know what I'm doing this week. Right. right. Yeah. We'll so, we'll go into detail on that. Yeah,
0: and if you guys have questions, actually uh, questions would be helpful because I will like say them on the show, and I'll have Andrew answer them, or if I will look them up and answer them, and for sure.
1: Yeah, and I just want to go even further. Like people who have asked questions, like almost all of it has become either a post. Or a podcast episode, or really detailed emails written by me or you <laughs> yeah, to them. Yeah. So, like, if you have interest, or if you want to help with your situation, or are curious, like, ask us. We have so much time because we're still very small.
0: Yeah, and um, you can ask us questions. You can email us. You can do listenmoneymatters.com. Or I am sorry, blah, listenmoneymatters at gmail You can just send an email right to there. It goes
1: to both of us. Yeah,
0: it goes to both of us. Uh, Facebook's a good place. So it's facebook.com slash listen money matters. Twitter, if your question is less than 140 characters, um, (laughs) you can ask us on Twitter. It's at Money Matters Man, so it's slightly different. Um, And find us on iTunes, and just you can even ask a question in the review because we read those all the time too. So yeah, yeah, if you want to ask a question, we will get to it, and uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and. You know, we were featured on Reddit recently.
1: Yes, it was pretty awesome. We got a lot of subscribers. Yeah, so Reddit people, we're we're excited to show you how awesome we are.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? If you if you came from Reddit and uh, you found that post, go back and say some good stuff about us. If you like, <laughs> if you like it, I mean, you don't yeah. have to, of course, but uh, that would be nice because that did that did really well for us. So hell yeah! All right, Andrew, uh, we're gonna go get some sushi down Amen, the street, dude. I can't wait. Some South Jersey sushi, <laughs> the good stuff oh my god i'm starving anyway andrew you got S- anything else um no that's it man cool well i don't know i, I want to say see you later but i'm literally sitting in front of me i know right. yeah
1: we usually say goodbye so
0: because um, we usually about- hang up on skype or something but now it's like uh how do we end a show we should learn how to end a show
1: um all right i got a good one um dude i'm gonna go take a shit real quick <laughs> Right. uh i'll meet you in the car all right later bud all right bye
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. And for more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice.